0: Hi, I'm Kelsey Zeiser. Welcome to What's the Story, a short podcast from Light Reading, where we take a step back from the most significant topics in telecom to tell you the latest news, how we got here, what it all means, and what to expect next. Today I'm talking with Light Reading's Jeff Baumgartner about what's next for DOCSIS 3.1 and how improvements to the technology might obviate the need for DOCSIS 4.0 in some cases. We also discuss new developments by chip makers, Broadcom, and MaxLinear, and how their new chips might impact the cable industry. Hey, Jeff, welcome back to What's the Story?
1: Kelsey, thank you. Good to uh, to be with you again.
0: Yeah, good to see you. Yep. So you've got some updates on um, DOCSIS 3.1 and have been working on some stories about uh, what's next for DOCSIS 3.1. Um what is next for it?
1: <laughs> well, yeah, so this this kind of started to come up a little bit more around uh, the Cable Tech Expo event in October, and so I was doing a little bit of uh, digging into this just to kind of see what uh, what was cooking. So even though it's all based on what the, uh, the Cable Lab's specifications are, Spell out. uh, There's this uh, kind of a movement um, that some suppliers and some operators are calling it, you know, Ultra Doxus 3.1, Extended Doxus 3.1, Enhanced Doxus 3.1. Harmonic is calling it Boosted Doxus 3.1. I mean, it's all still 3.1, but the the point is that, uh, you know, the initial wave of uh, Doxus 3.1 modems. Uh, could can only uh put together like two blocks of ofdm spectrum and you know and that that limits the amount of downstream uh for ofdm you can do and it would combine it with uh some old style DOCSIS 3.0 like uh single channel qam stuff so uh so anyway the idea though that that they that's out there is to kind of push the envelope on DOCSIS 3.1 uh, and maybe push out or obviate the need to go to 4.0 for some operators. But you, what you do is you uh, put in additional blocks of OFDM spectrum that can be applied to DOCSIS. And, and, uh, you know, I, I think the number that gets put in there is like, well, if you were to optimize it fully, you know, you could use DOCSIS 3.1 to get like eight gigabits per second. Uh, in the downstream. So uh so anyway that that's a um uh something that's getting some interest and some traction around some of the uh, suppliers but also some operators that maybe aren't going to make the jump to DOCSIS 4.0 right away. You know the the idea is hey you can do uh, a lot more with one with uh, with this new class of uh CPE kind of a, uh, an upgraded version of the Doxus 3.1, uh, CPE. Um, uh, it'd yeah. so, be
0: nice if they could, um, get their, you know, uh, have a discussion about how to get their marketing a little bit more synchronized.
1: <laughs> Everybody's using a different. Yeah. Or that's or... Like nine labels. Yeah. And that's yeah. funny. Cause <laughs> I think, I think it's probably, I think it's, uh, causing some angst over it, uh, cable labs right because they like to point sure. out that it's still three just docs is three one but right you know it's like well you still have to kind of characterize it because uh you are moving away from uh kind of the first generation of uh, cpe so uh so we'll we'll kind of see what happens on the the labeling front because uh, they've kind of run into this before there, were, there was a time I mean I've been covering this way too long but <laughs> <laughs> you know, there was Doxus 2.0 right and mm-hmm. uh, they they when in the early days of channel binding which became Doxus 3.0 uh, for a while they kind of figured out a way to use a uh, a chipset that they were starting to put into uh set-top boxes to combine multiple uh, like three Doxus channels and they were kind of calling they were calling it or the label going around was like DOCSIS 2.0b and it never became like a formal, a formal (laughs) specification. So it was like another one of these weird things that uh, a label got applied and caused a little bit of confusion in the market. And I think cable labs got a little bit upset. So, you know, it's just history repeating itself (laughs) to a a degree here. Nobody uh, learns.
0: uh, Reminds me a little bit of, um, you know, when, when 5G was first coming out and, um, AT&T had their like 5G, e or yeah, what was it like evolution or something? Right. Yeah. There, the there was, e was a lot for. of
1: going back and forth between the mobile carriers and how they were applying their own labels and mm-hmm. and you know the consumers going I don't understand any of this but um, right yeah, they're but like they, is this 5G or not and the marketing departments you know, get a little out of control but. Uh, yeah, yeah, good point. But the other thing tied into this, though, there's a little bit of a debate though in terms of whether uh, this idea of enhanced or extended or boosted DOCSIS 3.1, if you can uh, skip over doing a distributed access architecture upgrade or implement a virtual CMTS, you know maybe you can do you know just use the new CPE and take advantage of uh, legacy CMTS. Chassis that are updated to uh, support the additional OFDM channels. Um, there's some debate about whether the legacy uh, CMTSs can handle the, the the capacity for all that. So, and the line cards uh, they weren't really designed for it. So, uh, at least that's what I'm being told. I think some of the uh, CMTS guys have a different take on that. So, uh, so we'll see how that pans out. But there's but I'm also working on a kind of a follow-up story of where this is going, <clears throat> excuse me, from where the uh what the the silicon makers are doing to support it. Uh Broadcom is working on a uh, new doxus 3 chipset called the like the 3392. And uh, it's gonna be a DOXIS 31 chip. I think the key thing there is uh unlike their 4.0 chipset, that doesn't require operators assign a, a joint development agreement just to get access to it so i think that uh, yeah, there could be a lot of interest in that and then uh, max linear is uh, i talked to them a little bit about what they're thinking about they're adapting they have a puma 8 doxus 4.0 chip that's coming out but they're talking about a uh, like a different sku of that same uh, silicon that can do all the extended doxus 3.1 stuff but maybe not all, but you don't include all the, it's not like a full blown 4.0 chip with all the upstream enhancements. And, uh and I think the important point there might be that uh, both of those approaches, the cost would just be incremental from the, uh, the legacy three, one uh, chipsets so So uh, again, a lot of the chatter, a lot of interest in that. And it sounds like, um, what Broadcom and is doing it might be out like early next year. And I think Max Linear with a Puma 8 a was already talking about uh, a 2024 introduction and uh, maybe the non-4.0 version could come out a little bit earlier. So that'll be a, uh, an interesting story to follow in uh, 2024. And I'm sure there'll be a lot of debate on whether it makes sense to do that uh, to kind of get the... the uh, Uh, the quick and easy speed enhancement or you know do you want to do the 4.0 path and uh, everything that gets involved in uh, doing that and that's going to take a little bit longer but but some operators like uh, Comcast I mean they're they're pretty much on track with DOCSIS 4.0 I don't think they're going to be doing this other thing Uh, charter we'll see I mean they have they're going to do some of their plant 4.0 but this could um, this would give them an option and a Portion of their footprint, so I'll be keeping an eye on it.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, a lot, a lot going on there. So the cable operators seem uh, pretty interested, in, in these new developments from Broadcom and and MaxLinear are coming up.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm hearing. Um, and and even some like operators in uh, Europe, uh, not just uh, North America, uh, you know, are are taking a look because I think a lot of uh, operators, particularly in Europe, have already done a lot of uh, network upgrade. On the HFC side, I think a lot of them have already done built out to like 1.2 gigahertz, and they're probably not going to do DOCSIS 4.0 in a big way. So uh, they could get some traction there. Um, What I'm not hearing yet is specifically, you know, which operator or operators are going to actually do it. Um, I think that uh, that's still in the uh, the discussion phase. At least I haven't heard of any specific commitments.
0: Yeah. Well, this will definitely be interesting to to keep watching. And um, thanks for the updates here, Jeff.
1: Appreciate it. Of course. Anytime. Thanks, Kelsey.
0: Thank you so much, Jeff, for taking the time to talk today. And thank you for our amazing producer, Pierre Landrio, for making this episode. Be sure to subscribe to the Light Reading Podcast for more interviews and insights from the team. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next time.